0: for joining us today for another podcast this is christina harris the director of technology for humanistic in this podcast i'll be talking with our vice president hazana underwood about the current controversy that has brought us back to our childhood we will be talking about the incident at sesame place since this podcast's recording there have been several protests with civil rights activists which have erupted at sesame place along with arrests so A couple of days ago, I want to say,
1: when was the exact day? I Um, think it was
0: like July 17th. Yes.
1: So Sesame Street. I remember this like yesterday from my childhood. You know, I remember growing up on Sesame Street. I remember watching it all the time. I remember um, connecting with it because I saw faces that looked like mine. If I recall one, because we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV, but um, it was the one of the shows that my um, dad allowed us to watch but there was an incident um that happened on july 17th in which a couple of girls were at sesame place and one of the characters literally ignored them walked by them and it kind of looked like they were waved off like no
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no it definitely did i mean that wasn't being ignored, that was just like a flat out blatant, like, no, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you kind of, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. They weren't even ignoring it. It was kind of like, no, sorry, moving on, which is heartbreaking. And, you know, I think we always try to say for me, you know, I feel like I try not to just automatically go to you know, they were being ignored. I tried to say, well, maybe there was, you know, because we can't see all um, angles, right? So yeah, I was like, maybe they were talking to somebody else above, you know, maybe they're so tall that they didn't see them, you know, like we're trying to rationalize. I feel like I try and rationalize it sometimes, but I've gotten to this point where I'm like, like, there's no way to out rationalize this. And so, of course, as a mother, and I thought about myself, I'm like, if my kids are standing there and I paid to get into this theme park and the character that they love and adore and have watched um, literally ignores them, like, what would I have done? Like, how would I have responded?
0: You know, like, (laughs) and I I think I would have been in disbelief at first, you know, because that's, I mean, that's what Sesame Street is. It's about like diversity and inclusivity. And then you have one of the characters just, It was hard for me to watch because, I mean, it's children, you know?
1: Right. Very hard. I I honestly think, like, the mother and me would have, like, snap, you know, grabbed my kids' hands and and walked down and said, hey, uh," they were trying to say hi to you. you (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my older girls would be like, mom. (laughs) Yeah. It is really sad. I think what's more sad about it is like the lack of accountability that we see because we have seen statements come out from um, Sesame Street after that, which literally stated, you know, it wasn't a matter of uh, the character ignoring the children. That wasn't the case. The character was saying no to somebody else that was holding a baby, asking them to hold the baby to take a picture with. But I think it was a couple of days back, a different angle has come out in which you don't see a baby near them or what's being explained away is not actually what happened. So that even makes it worse, right? I, I feel like like this thing within social media right now, it's like what's real and what's fake, right? And a lot of people dismiss things or they treat us like we're overreacting or they treat us like you know, like, why are you making this a co- thing of color? Or why are you making this a black thing? Or, you know, they, they're they human. There's, there's no way, you know, it could have been this or that. But in all actuality, it was what was initially posted. And then it was dismissed. And now we kind of see like, you know, it's like, it's gaslighting,
0: right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I read some of those comments in her Instagram post where they're like, oh, why are you trying to get her fired? Like, you know everybody makes everything about race doesn't god say forgive and forget like i don't understand and then and then all of a sudden like three more videos come out from three different families who had the same problem with this character so i mean it it it's actually a problem it's not like you know this woman made it made it up or she made a big thing out of nothing like i read about it first And I was just like, oh, okay, well, they were ignored. Like, let's see what what was happening. Was it crowded? Did the character not see them? No. Like, the character looked right at them and was like, no, just waved them off and left. Like, I guess this character's done it to other families. Like, what's the excuse now? Right. And then waved them off and, like, literally almost uh, said hi to the people right next to him. Like... The uh, mother said she guessed the character hugged the people right next to them. Like first, he, she gave like the high five to the people on the other side, said no to the kids, and then gave a hug to the people on the other side of them. So just blatantly ignoring these kids. Mm-hmm. And for me,
1: I was just like, so I was blown away, frustrated, annoyed again. You know, things like this are becoming like a whip. Like it's another, it's another lashing, right? So it's super disheartening, but I guess what I found joy in a little bit, because I didn't really know the roots of Sesame Street, what came out from this for me was history in the origination of Sesame Street. Um, yeah. And I don't know if most people know, or even like, I don't know, I feel like it might be one of those things where people are like, is that really history? Is that the truth? Like, <laughs> like yeah. but the roots of it are bedded in. Black history, Black Roots, Harlem, New York. At a point in time in life where there were injustices and, you know, latchkey kids, a lot of, you know, Black kids were latchkey kids. And honestly, the TV was kind of the babysitter um, because parents were working and trying to make ends meet. I was like, wow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of history going on. Um, Sesame Street came out in what, 1969, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, around that time, the year before, you had uh, Martin Luther King getting assassinated, and you had JFK get, getting assassinated. And there was, like, the Vietnam War, and there was, like, a lot of, like, racial tensions. There were riots in Washington because of uh, Martin Luther King's assassin. Assass- Can I say this word? Assassination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that kind of influenced where Sesame Street came from. The producer wanted. Sesame Street to be uh, like a place for Harlem kids to be able to watch something and be educated and have their environment kind of like reflected in the show. It was wildly successful. Like the first year, it wasn't even in 70% of the homes, yet they had over 2 million viewers. And it's like one of the longest running shows in the history of uh, American television. So, I mean, it, it has such a great impact. And it's just it's, it's, it's just wild that something that was that had the African-American roots and was um, just there to create diversity. They were like trailblazers and hiring disabled people and a more diverse acting cast. And then, you know, something like this happens and it's, it's just I don't know, it just throws you off. Like you think you can depend in like one thing you would think, you know, Sesame Street is so inclusive Everybody feels welcome. I didn't even know there was a theme park, by the way. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just really sad. Um, especially when you th- you think about all the history and where it came from. Mm-hmm.
1: And you think like there's one place, I don't know, when I think of Sesame Street, I, th- I do think of inclusivity, you know, and yeah. it just, for me, it's just like, even like when you think deeper, it's like, even that place is tainted, you know, like, how deep, it, and you know this isn't no—I mean, I don't know who this person is in this costume, but um, it also, for me, shows you how biases um, have transcended gender generations into Sesame Street, the one of the most inclusive places, you know. And even like they were talking, and they were like they, they talked about like their bias training um, that I feel like a lot of corporations have implemented within the last. Year or so and made mandatory. I know it's mandatory at my hospital, and a lot of people actually left because they had to do the bias training and they didn't believe in it. But it wasn't even mandatory, and I guess now they're mandating it. But it just, I I just feel like it it truly shows that it's there, right? Yeah, it it exists. Um, I don't even
0: understand how you apply for a job like that knowing that you're going to see children of all like ethnicities, but you don't like all of them. So you're just, you just ignore the ones you don't like. Like, I don't understand how that happens. And I don't understand what the vetting process is for these characters. Right.
1: Right. But that's privilege, right? Like if you're that bold enough to think that I can apply for this job, I like children, but not all children, you know, (laughs) and I can get away because I, you know, pretty sure the character thought that they could get away with this. And it wouldn't have been gone to the public eye, which is sad because there's so much that has happened leading up to this with regards to injustices and biases and racism, right?
0: Um, I mean, it, it sounds like the character did get away with it a few times before anybody said anything. And the, the other three videos that came out, I mean, these are people who happen to have you know, their cameras out. How many times has it happened but not been captured?
1: Right. And even, like, you saw the other video with, with the character, which was a different character, but the character literally, like, pushed... I want to say the little girl was, like, three years old, three, four years old, and just walked into the little girl and, like, knocked her to the ground with their oh stomach. Oh, my God. I didn't see that one. Oh, I felt like that one was worse. Like, literally just... I mean, it sounds and, worse. It was like a bulldozer. That That's what it looked like. She was bulldozed by the character. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> and... I don't know the exact date on that one, but I was just like, wow, how, and why. Yeah. Um, And then, like, where do we go from here? Like, I know that, you know, they put out a letter. We want to meet with the family. We want to give, you know, a deep-hearted apology. Of course, the family's asking for uh, the person to be relieved of their position, which rightfully so. But it's like, how do you – is that enough? You know, like – I don't feel like that's enough. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that she would want tickets for the rest of her life, but, you know, like. Yeah. Like, this is something I, that I, the I, child's going to remember for the rest of their life, like, and have to deal with. And I don't know, you know.
0: Like, what's I mean? the conversation they must have had when they had to go back home? The kids were asking, like, did they do anything wrong? What happened? I mean, I, it's just heartbreaking. They're so young, you know, to be introduced to that kind of Racism so young.
1: You know, but I, I feel like it's been there and we've dealt with it in our generations. But I felt like it wasn't as blatant as it is now. I feel like it's way more blatant and people feel like they have a right to act and treat people like that outwardly. Like it's not even hidden, I guess, was what I'm saying. Like I feel like there was a yeah. period of time. My generation, I was exposed to it. Um, and then I feel like there's been a period of time, a couple of generations, where it's been more like, was that really racism? They, did they really? You know, like, but now I think we've kind of gone backwards and we're back into this state of like, I can do what I want. I can treat anybody how I want to. And this is how I feel. So I'm going to act upon it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is like, we're going backwards. I, I mean, I guess that's in conjunction with everything else that's going on within our world right now. But Yeah. Uh, cool.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it does really feel like we're going backwards. How do we
1: get here and how do we, you know, go reverse it and get back to where, get back to a state of harmony and, and true inclusivity and especially at the children? I mean, family. I don't
0: know if we were ever there to get back to it though. Well, I not mean, I bad. think we're making some progress, but I don't, I think we still no, had a cool. lot. Of, yeah, we had a lot of work to do back then, but now it's just. I don't know. Everything just feels like an uphill battle right now. Yeah, I I,
1: I definitely would agree with that. Yeah, I definitely would agree that uh, something came out in the newspaper the other day talking about um, it was the uh, vote of contraceptives and 195, I think it was Republican representatives voted against. I think it was codifying the access to uh, contraceptives. Yeah. Which is, so you're forcing me to have, an, you're, you're denying the right to an abortion, but you don't want to allow me to have protection. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think our world is moving in a way that feels uncomfortable. This
0: country, at least anyway. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it.
1: I don't know. I just feel like we're reaching a point where we're kind of talking about things till we're blue in the face. There's no real change really happening. You know, I think in prior podcasts, we kind of talked about like, what do we, where do we go from here? And how do we get back to a state of moving and progressing towards a more harmonious and inclusive place? And I think that's a question that we're we're faced with daily because we're faced with things that are happening daily and constantly reminding us of how divided we are Um, down to our children, which our children are innocent. You know, there's different theories and theologies, but I do believe that children are blank slates and they come into this world and absorb um, different inputs that counteract and impact who they become how they respond to people, how they treat people.
0: I mean, I feel like we really can't go anywhere until we address these problems that haven't been addressed yet. Just like slavery had such a deep impact on the country. And it's like, nobody really talks about it until we can teach it in history class without there being laws made to not be able to teach it in history class, like fully. Mm Because I mean, we all learned about things like, what, what George Floyd died, like, Things about history that we've never heard of. And how much of that do we still not know? I mean, there's so much of it. We should be teaching this stuff in school. We should be learning about our past mistakes instead of trying to hide it. That's one big problem. And Mm -hmm. you can't progress until you talk about it and figure it out instead of trying to ignore it. Right. And
1: that's I, I think that's what they've been able to do for so many years. And now we're asking for accountability. So like be accountable, hold people accountable. Um, and I don't know, the other, the other piece of it is like the empathy, I guess, from other individuals is not just dismissing, you know, when you see something, empathizing and like, how would you respond if you were in the situation? And I, I think if people were to ask themselves, like, how would I act? They wouldn't be far off or they wouldn't feel far off from how this parent in this situation act, like get rid of color, you know? Just say if I were this parent and this were my child, how would I respond, and what would I expect? The what would my expectation be? And it should be just as simple as that.
0: Yeah, literally, it should be it should be that simple. Why
1: isn't it? Well, the key piece of that was getting rid of color. (laughs) Pretend like this person was not black. So in like in any situation, I really feel like that's what it's boiling down to. Like in any situation. That happens from something, most people might call it something small and minute, to the extremes of we're still having the gun violence and the mass shootings, uh, police brutality. Like At the end of the day, if this situation happened to you, to your family member, to your child, to a friend of yours, in your grocery store, at your kid's school, like what would your response be? What would your be an expectation of that? And then how do you help others get to a place of peace?
0: There was one study I read somewhere. I don't know the name of it, but um it did say that people have a harder time empathizing with other people who are a diff- different ethnicity from them. Mhm. And I'm not too sure why.
1: I I think there's a simple answer to that. I feel like people believe that some people are less deserving. Yeah. Um, you know you think about like history what some people can take versus oh they can deal with that they can take that or i mean even the plight of the black woman like the whole like work harder (laughs) do more you know um, yeah i
0: mean i was surprised when um dr boston was talking about the women were the ones who used to work out in the field while like the guys were like fixing stuff and being butlers inside like that that really surprised me because like you know even when you see rend- renditions of it it's always guys or you you see a mix of people you just mm-hmm. don't see like the women out there
1: right but i feel like what i'm realizing is what we see on tv is the is they w- what they want us to believe versus what is actuality i mean think of like bridgerton right like that show that came out there aren't many blacks but the blacks that are there they're amongst the whites you know and it it gives you this um perception that there was a state of equality, you know, even one of the main characters is a black man, you know, like, yeah, that in no way was the reality of the world at that time. And that's set back, you know, like that, that wasn't yeah. the reality of the world that we lived in. There definitely is some uh, skewed portrayals of what history has been versus what it actually has been, uh, which has um, influenced heavily um, individuals' foresight of what is now. Right, like they didn't have it that bad. That's not what that was. Um, They're blowing that out of proportion. It couldn't have been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this—that's one of the big issues that needs to be addressed before anything can change—is just the history. Like, the history should be accurate. It should be taught. People should learn from it and, you know, move on. And you can't Mm -hmm. move on if you can't. You can't acknowledge what happened.
1: Right. If you're stuck in denial, we'll get nowhere.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. And I find it funny. You know, we we talked about some of the other the mass shootings and stuff and, you know, the great replacement theory, but somehow critical race theory and teaching children about American history is more controversial than the great replacement theory. There are laws against teaching accurate history in this country. No laws against the great replacement theory or I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it's just wild to me.
1: Anything that oppresses white America needs to be taught is what we're taught. Right. If it oppresses white America, it needs to be taught because I guess slavery would oppress white America, but (laughs) that not in that respect, just like with the great replacement theory, it's like, this is why we need to stand up. This is why we need to advocate for ourselves. This is why we need to bear arms. This is why, you know, like, all of these things, but anything that gives the truth of what white America has been, like they don't want it to be taught.
0: They, yeah. I mean, it just it makes the reason why you wouldn't teach something is if you felt guilty, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. But even even like, teaching it would show your cards,
1: right? Like if yeah. everybody knew what actually happened, it would show your cards and it would explain how everything or why everything is moving in the direction that it is. Um, because there definitely are some hidden agendas some motives underlying everything that's going on right now Um, and then how people respond to other people definitely has to do with history like there's no reason why you just like randomly wake up one day and feel like I'm going to ignore the black kids but not the white kids Asian kids the Mexican kids you know what I'm saying like that just doesn't miraculously happen that's something that you're taught that's something that in some way you feel like there's a difference between you and i yeah so
0: you know i've been thinking about like moving to another country too but like there's really no place to move to there was like uh like a discussion on this youtube video um, and this 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 woman said she knew she went to asia and it was it was very very she found it very racist and she said her mom told her before she went that you know, be careful, because everywhere is not friendly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she, that's what she was referring to that, you know, people are still racist, racist in other countries, it's not just America. And it's just interesting, like, just with the history of America, and the colonization of different places, how America is a world power, and we have influences through our social media, and uh, our entertainment industry, and our music industry throughout the world. Just how the rest of the world, because of globalization and all that, how we're perceived to be in American culture is how other people perceive us in other countries, even though they haven't really had any interaction with us, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Which is interesting, because even like in London, I was like, you know, I didn't, I mean, I guess I don't know what, what, quote unquote, London music is, right? Yeah. Um, But it was American music. It was American hip hop music at that <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like you know it's just sad it's just like you want bits and pieces you want to choose the bits and pieces of us that are okay for you or you take the bits and pieces and make it your own right mm-hmm. our inventors and explorers you know or even like um what did i see uh, famous amos you know i did not know that famous amos the origination of famous amos Cookies was a black man. Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Who is now like in a nursing home? Um, basically bought out. You know, didn't have the business sense and whatever. But it was basically bought out. Not not just the cookies, but his also his name. And so you know, he ended up with nothing from something. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and it's just I don't know, but th- I feel like that is that is the plight of the black person. Like right? right, I wanna I wanna take your ideas. And make it my own and capitalize on it. But I don't want you to be a part of it or give you credit for it. Yeah. And that's a lot of things within history. A lot of things that we use in today's world (laughs) were invented by Black people. We have had an integral part in what America is today. But the credit or the visual of who and what we've been has just been so negative, negatively portrayed, which is sad,
0: you know? It is sad because, I mean, you you don't hear about all of the positive things. You just hear about negative things that are mostly made up.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like because there's been so much negativity, when you hear something positive, like Sesame Street being the origination of it was for um, Black children in a very impoverished area. Um you know it's it is dismissed or you know like oh, okay, <laughs> like, but it's ours now, you know, like it's our Sesame Street now, that's why we can ignore these black kids,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i I also feel along with that, there's always like the exception to the rule too, like um, I guess like you know how like every black History Month you have like the same like four people that you do like a report on or whatever. Um, but there's just, there's so much more information out there. There's so many more people and there's so many more, there's just so much more we don't know about. Mm -hmm.
1: Because we have to, because of course, going back to, uh, education, you know, you have to search for it. You have to hunt for it. You don't know, you know, you, you don't know that people even growing up, you don't know that people within your culture have been this great until you discover it. Or now we have social media, right? So we're getting all of these, this influx of information. Um, But you don't grow up knowing that people have been great. You grow up thinking a couple of people have, or we are more connected to like civil rights leaders and activists, you know, like that was their great thing, not inventors and doctors. And, you know,
0: (sighs) Yeah, I mean, they they want us to fit a specific narrative to be able to ma- manipulate people and they won't be able to do that unless we look a certain way, right?
1: hmm Yep. That is it. That is where we are at. But wrapping up this, you know, Sesame Street, I just, you know, I hope the family, first of all, I just hope that maybe Sesame Street believed them, you know, rightfully just gave them the, ben- the individual the benefit of the doubt. Um... And now seeing alternate views of that day are now going to choose to hold this individual accountable and do better, right? Like, I, I don't believe in, um, I don't believe in cancel culture. I'm like, I'm super, initially, I was just like, yeah, you know, you know, like, but that, is that really how we learn? You know, like, that's not how we learn.
0: I mean, they said that they were gonna, like, do bias training, but I don't know how, like, effective that's gonna be. What would you do? Because you said you don't believe in cancel culture, right? So what would, what would your punishment be? Or what would your version of justice be? I just
1: feel like a no tolerance policy, right? I feel like if we move into this, like we have no tolerance for racism. We have no tolerance for injustice. We have no tolerance for biases. So if you choose to be this, act this way, I mean, people have cameras now, right? Then you're going to be fired. Like it just should be- I mean,
0: isn't that what cancel culture is? It's you get fired because-
1: I feel like cancel culture is more so like boycotting. It's a new age boycott of an organization, right? So that's why, I, you know, because I think, you know, when it first came out, it was like, we're not going to support this. Stop supporting this person. Don't put money towards this person. You know, like, that's what I feel like cancel culture. Okay. Or that's what I, when I think of it, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think of it. So I, I feel like, you know, not boycotting, you know, Sesame Street or Sesame Place, holding individuals accountable for their actions.
0: Okay. I mean, I de- definitely think they should hold them like, accountable. I don't know who's in the in the suit, but I don't think bias training is going to do anything. I don't either. Yeah, you can I
1: mean, just, just... the screens and take the test and get a good, you know, pass it. Like literally. I mean, not speaking from experience or anything, but
0: you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. don't. I I I you know, I think some people might it might open up their perspectives, right? Um. But if you are that far, let's say far gone, um, yeah, it's not, I don't really think it's going to permeate that seed of racial bias. I don't.
0: If you've been like kind of racist all your life and then you take like a a 12 hour course or whatever, I mean, I don't even think it's going to be that long, but- Mm -hmm. I don't think that would cancel all that other stuff out. I mean, if anything, it's probably going to make the person more annoyed, right?
1: Right. And that's why I don't, and that's what it. I feel like it did. I feel like it created separation um, in some ways. And I feel like, I mean, it was funny because, I mean, not funny, but it's just like, even people who are of other descent, like refuse to do the bias training, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, no, I don't. I just feel like it should be a no tolerance policy because if people know that their livelihood is going to be impeded on if they choose to act or treat people this way, then they wouldn't do it. Right. Like keep it. It's, it's almost like you can have whatever opinion, ideals, what you, you can be whoever you want to, but not here. Like, we do not tolerate that here. So you can either choose to not work for us or you can choose to abide by how we believe people should be treated.
0: See, I would like if they put this person into like a Black school, made them like sit in there for a semester, help out, you know, help out with like art projects and stuff, just get to know the kids, start to see them as people. You know, I think that that's probably more effective. Than being forced to do some bias training, where they're probably not even being tested or anything, and you know they really don't care. I agree. Integrating them, right? That that yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you. I think you have to put somebody in a situation where they're forced to experience other people that they normally wouldn't surround themselves with.
1: I totally agree. I definitely think that that would open up their minds and perspectives, right? Yeah, because I mean, you yeah. have to actually choose to have an um, open-minded perspective. You have to choose to like change your train of thought. You have to choose to um, be more objective, right? That is, and I think that's a state of maturity too. And just kind of stepping out of your norm, the norm of which you've been raised in, your normal surrounding, maybe the normal influx of people that you're associated with and seeing something different than that and seeing that, oh, they're not as bad as I thought they were, or I was raised to believe that they are. Um, but yeah, I, de- I definitely think that that would work. You know how to implement that? I mean, I, that would be a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure there are probably people who would volunteer to do some stuff like this, mm-hmm. because I mean, I think it, it would help, and it, it's it's that experience that bridges gaps, right? Yeah. It's not somebody telling you what to do. It's, it's you finding out for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, I agree.
1: Like you have to see it for yourself versus from somebody um, be, versus it being an imposition on you. Right. You don't want to feel like yeah. somebody's forcing me. Um, but I feel like if yes, you are in a situation that is like natural exposure, I guess I would say. Yeah. You would have a change of heart. I
0: agree. I agree. And that wraps up this session of color Commentary. If you are interested in learning more, please visit and explore our site at humanistic.org. Give us a like on social media and or send us a message on our platforms. Thank you for joining us today and taking the time to listen.